Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. Here with an E-Society special on the NBA, the Golden State Warriors, covering the first quarter of the NBA season. But before I go any further, the Nez isn't with me today. Uh, yeah. I rarely do the solo pod, but uh, uh, Nez hasn't watched much of the NBA season, so he just wanted me to quickly knock this out. So uh, just going to give you my personal rundown, rundown of uh, how the NBA season's gone so far with an emphasis on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, might as well start with those Warriors. Um, coming off our third championship in four years uh, as a lifetime, lifelong fan of the team. I uh, couldn't be more proud of what they're doing and uh, definitely soaking in this moment. You never know when it's going to come to an end, so, you know, you got to enjoy it for what it is. Uh, the season started off uh, really good. Uh, we got off to a real fast start, uh, won that uh, first game of the season. Let's see if I can dig up. Uh, they, yeah, that first game of the season was... Uh, against the Thunder. Uh, we won 108-100, pretty much in control the whole game. Steph had 32, uh, eight rebounds, nine assists. Uh, that was championship banner night. Uh, yeah, solid start there. Um, from then, uh, one of the most exciting games of the year was the second game of the year. Uh, had to go up to Utah and, uh, Utah took control of the game, and it looked like they were going to get it, and uh, Warriors kind of stormed back, and uh, Jonas Jerebko, a new addition to the team this year, he tipped the ball in for a win, so uh, that was one of the biggest wins. Uh, we then went on to the Nuggets game. That was the first loss, so they dropped to 2-1. and one. That was fine. That was close, and uh, they could have won that one too, but... Uh, it was fine. Not, not, you know, not too much to think about there. Uh, then a 20 point win against the Suns to bounce back, of course. Uh, and then the big, uh, flamethrower game from Steph, uh, 51 points. That was against the Wizards. They won 144-122. That was crazy. We were in complete control of that game. Steph also moved up to number five all time in the three pointers made already. He's on that, so that's cool. Uh, then the Knicks, uh, we won by 28. So uh, that's when everybody was talking, started to, the stock talks started to come out about uh, KD to New York. They try were trying to recruit him and stuff like that. And everybody's saying that's a good spot for him after getting uh, most likely another championship with the Warriors this year. Uh he could really build his legacy up doing it for New York. I don't know. We'll see. I have more to say about uh, KD and his future in a minute. Uh, then they went over to Brooklyn, uh, 121-14. Pretty much in control of that game. Uh, then the Chicago game, that was... Uh, Clay passing Steph for most three-pointers in the game. Uh, he set, uh, yeah, the new NBA record, 14 threes in a game. So, yeah, I mean, it was really just this storybook start to the season, the Steph game, then the Clay game. You know, it's all good. Uh, uh, Pelicans game, we won 131-121. Uh, then the 
Timberwolves, we beat them 116.99. Uh, and then the Grizzlies game. Uh, I remember watching this one, and the Grizzlies uh, are still playing that grind-it-out, slow-you-down basketball, and uh, it's been working for them. They're doing quite well in the standings, but uh, Warriors were finally able to uh, kind of uh, do one of their classic. It was the first uh, classic third-quarter blitz of the season. I usually call them uh, classic Warriors third quarters. It was a 34-15 run in that game to put that one away. Uh, and then he, right here, this is where kind of we 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 uh, hit the bump. Uh, November eighth uh, against the Bucks, uh, we lost. Uh, the Bucks won one thirty four, uh, one eleven. Uh, this is the game where Steph got hurt, and uh, we had no idea how long he'd be out. It didn't look like long. So, you know, I wasn't thinking much of it at the time. I was like, uh, you know, it didn't look that bad, but you know, I knew they wanted to be cautious with it, but, uh, that was kind of, uh, the start of, we started to go back and forth. They bounced back, uh, against the Nets, uh, and won 116, 100. So you thought, uh, you know, that's a blip. Uh, but then they lose to the Clippers, uh, 121-116, that was in the fourth, and this, this was the game, this was the game that was all built around the drama that, uh, people have been talking about most of this NBA season, it's really the big story, because even if you're not a Warriors fan, you were maybe excited to see that there was some drama, and is this the beginning of the end for the Warriors, uh, the big thing that happened here was, uh, Warriors had a chance to win in regular time. Uh, Draymond kind of stole the rebound away from KD and then went storming up the floor. And KD was clapping for the ball. Give me the ball, give me the ball. And instead, Dre just kind of, he he cut towards the middle and then kind of just collapsed and the buzzer ran out and we had to go to overtime. And that's where they started to go back and forth at each other. And you, you think, ah, it's fine, it's nothing. But I guess I'm really, you know... Bad stuff was said, and Dre crossed the line, and um, as overtime started, uh, people have red lips, and you could see KD probably said, uh, this is why I'm out, as he went back on the floor, so, uh, you know, I guess I might as well just address it here uh, with KD, because uh, it looks like, you know, they pretty much moved on from it, and at the very least, they'll get through this season. Uh, but we're in a real interesting spot with KD. He'll probably, you know, he'll be here three years, three championships. So, you know, I knew that's why I wanted to come, but I knew it was also a lot more to it, the way they play here, and there's everything that comes with the Bay Area, uh, Silicon Valley business opportunities and things like that. And, of course, we got the new stadium coming next year. So uh, they've brought him over. I think he was the first player that was able to tour it and see inside. So I know the Warriors are trying to push for him to come. Uh, personally, I'm kind of feeling like he's out, like no matter what, win or lose. Uh, I would like him to stay. Uh, he's always, I've always really enjoyed his game as a player, uh, even following him that first year when before the uh, Sonics moved uh, to Oklahoma City and became the Thunder. Uh, I really enjoyed his game and everything, you know. He, I know as far as a personality, sometimes people, uh, you know, 
haven't been the biggest fan of his and everything like that. So, especially with the the coming to the Warriors, but uh, I remember that was incredible. I couldn't believe it. It actually happened, and uh, you know, if he does leave. So be it, you know, I know this thing won't last forever and, you know, I'll be thankful for the years he had here. But uh, uh, I, I I feel like they might as well continue to keep this going. You might as well. Uh, sure, three in a row is, is great, but why not go for four? Why not go for five? And especially now with the new building, like I said, I know the Warriors would definitely love to have him to come around. Uh, there's been talk of then do you have to choose, do you have to choose KD or Draymond? And I don't I don't really think you do. I think they can move by this, uh, just kind of fast-forwarding a little. I know after last night's game, they asked him about it, and he says that felt like forever ago. Uh, it doesn't mean that it doesn't concern him, and he isn't just thinking like he's out, you know. Uh, I do kind of feel like he is thinking... He needs to like repair his image and 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 by going and maybe to the Knicks uh, that he could do that like uh, take a team from the bottom like that especially as crazy as they are about the Knicks in New York and having they haven't been you know a, you know really a thing since the nineties so I don't know we'll see um, I think if I had to put a number on it I would say. 75% chance he goes, 25% chance he stays. But uh, when I was thinking about that, I was also thinking, I remember his free agency in Oklahoma City. I was like, eh, you know, it's going to be boring. You know, he's going to stay. I was like, 75% chance he stays, 25% chance he goes. And of that 25%, I was like, oh, 5% chance he comes to the Warriors. Like, it was so unbelievably you know, out there. And I remember waking up that morning, that 4th of July morning, and getting all the notifications that he was coming. And I was like, unbelievable. I can't believe it's happening. So yeah, anyways, but uh, that, that Clippers game, that Clippers loss, it really did uh, kind of affect them. They did bounce back right away with a win against the Hawks, 110-103, in which they were in control most of the game. Uh they then lost to the Rockets. They went on a Texas trip that was terrible for them. Uh, they lost all three. Uh, and I think that was the first time that happened in, in a while. But yeah, they lost uh, in Houston. Then they lost the Mavs game. That Mavs game was a last-second loss, too. They should have had that one. And then uh, the Spurs game. And... Uh, Spurs kind of just played their fundamental basketball and uh, kind of took that one easily. Uh, the few days later, they came back home against uh, the Thunder, and uh, while they looked all right at first, the Thunder quickly got control of the game and kind of cruised to the win there. And that was uh, their fourth loss in a row, and it's unbelievable. It just goes to show how crazy this run's been. That was the, f the first four-game losing streak since 2013, so I don't know. You know, it is what it is, and that's that's fine. They seem to have bounced back from it now, but it just goes to show how amazing this run has been, that that's the first four-game losing streak since 2013. So uh, they did finally turn it around. I was worried about this one, too, because, you know, the Blazers are a good team, too, but uh, they finally seemed to turn it around against the Blazers. That was uh, four days ago, uh, winning 125-97. Uh, they were in control uh, pretty much the whole way in that one. Uh, 
and then a squeak it out win in the North Northern California battle uh, against the Kings. Uh, the Kings are playing well. They got a lot of young talent. And uh, if you've been a long-suffering Kings fan, uh, now's the time to uh, start getting excited about your team. They got a lot of good youth. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley. Uh, yeah, a bunch of guys. So uh, Kings could have had this one. Uh, came down right to the end. The uh, Warriors won 117-116. So... Uh, it came down to a, a last-second clay drive to the basket and um, missed the layup. Should have Probably should have been a foul call, but he immediately went right back up, got his own uh, shot, and put it back in for the win. So that was a great win. And then uh, just last night, uh, the Magic, another up-and-coming uh, youthful team. I couldn't believe I, – I'd, he- I'd heard how well they were doing. I'm about to talk about uh, – uh, real quickly about the rest of the league, but I had heard how good the Magic were doing, but actually seeing them, yeah, they're impressive. Uh, Jonathan Simmons, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Aaron Gordon before he got hurt. Uh, the Magic actually did build a 18-point lead, and it was getting to that point where I was like, man, this, this is tough, this is a tough watch, but uh, I know by now not... You don't ever, <laughs> when it comes to these games, you don't, especially with the Warriors, you don't ever call it off and, and call it quits because you just never know when they're going to go on a run. And uh, Magic stole the ball. They were about to go down, and it was about to be a 20-point lead for them. And uh, KD didn't give up on the play and uh, came in with this block from behind. And uh, I've even put it in my recap. I always... Uh, for every single game, at least since like 2014, uh, when I started really getting into Instagram, I've been doing these uh, game recap posts, and uh, I even put it in my picture just because it, it truly was the uh, turning point. The Warriors then scored on that next plane instead of a 20-point uh, deficit, it flipped to 16, and then quickly they cut it and they got it all the way back, and uh, it was great to see that rally, you know, so... Uh, the next thing the Warriors are up to is a big road trip, starting with the Raptors on Thursday. So looking forward to that. As of right now, the Warriors technically sit at second in the Western Conference. Uh, the standings are kind of crazy if you look at it. Uh, of all teams, uh, unexpectedly, the Clippers are up top at 13-6, and six, followed by the Warriors at 15-7. and seven. Followed by Denver, Memphis, OKC, Portland, the Lakers, and the Kings would make the playoffs if it started today. And uh, there's a few very surprising teams that would miss if it started today, including uh, San Antonio's at ten and ten, New Orleans ten and eleven. Uh, the biggest surprise of all, Houston at nine and ten. They're under five hundred, and uh, Utah. I remember in the preseason, a lot of people were saying, you know, this was going to be a team to beat, either the two or three seed in the West. And right now they're 9-12. So uh, it's still so much could change. I, I wouldn't be surprised if those teams, Houston and Utah, do end up being the two and three seeds in the West. It's that crazy. And there's still so much to, to go, even though it's uh, we're a quarter into the season. And uh, listening to other NBA pods, I know there's this saying that uh, – where you are at 25% in, that's the kind of team 
you're going to be going forward. But I don't know if that's true this year. Because if you just look at, uh, you know, the Clippers up top, Memphis the four seed, Kings the eight seed, I wouldn't be surprised to see all those teams drop out. So uh, Phoenix is the only one that I, you know, you know, just know isn't going anywhere. They're uh, four and 15. Uh, out east... Uh, not too many surprises, just from the top to the bottom. Uh, we got Toronto with the best record, 17-4. and four. So yeah, that Warriors game is going to be a matchup of the top two teams in the league. Uh, and second, you got Milwaukee, then Philly, who made a big trade this year uh, for Jimmy Butler. So that's really uh, maybe helped them become a power of the East. They're all in on uh, going for it this year. Uh, the Pacers are fourth. Detroit's fifth. Boston in the sixth seed. That's a big surprise. Everybody thought they were going to be the best team out there. And maybe they still will be, but right now they're 11-10. Uh, and 10. Uh, Charlotte, 10-10. Ten and 10. They're the seventh seed. And then Orlando, who just lost to the Warriors at 10-11. and 11. Uh Outside the playoffs right now, Washington, they've got all kind. They're, they've got just, a, just as much uh, drama as the Warriors, probably even more, because they're, I guess, in break-it-up mode. They're willing to deal anybody on the team now. I've been listening to a lot about that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I know there's been rumors of uh, Bradley Beal, especially possibly on the move to the Lakers. That could be interesting for them if they want to try to you know, make a move to be a top four seed in the West. Uh, maybe even Philly for them. That You know, Philly truly wants to go all in on this season. Uh, Brooklyn, Miami, New York, Chicago, Cleveland, and Atlanta round out the East. Kind of teams that aren't really going to be doing much this year. But, uh, yeah, uh, so far it's been... A really entertaining NBA season. I love keeping up with it from the shows on TV, like The Jump and The Starters. Uh, also listen to The Starters uh, podcast. They do uh, drop pods, which are just unique. They're not the stuff they just do on TV. They do drop pods on uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. So those are always fun. And then The Ringer NBA shows, uh, my favorite is The Mismatch with... Uh, Kevin O'Connor and um, uh, what's his name? I'm going to pull it up right now because I don't want to get it wrong. But uh, the uh, uh, Chris Vernon. Sorry. Sorry, Chris Vernon, if you're listening. A little bit of dead air there. <laughs> but yeah, I listen to all them uh, Ringer NBA shows too. Heat Check, uh, Group Chat, Corner 3. So yeah, uh, those are cool. But uh, yeah, enjoyed the NBA season so far. And uh, looking forward to more of it. Like I said, the Warriors will now go on a... Dig it out how long a road trip this is. We got 
the Raptors on Thursday, and uh, then 15 games in December. It's not letting me look. There we go. Okay, so first game against Toronto, then we got the Pistons, the Hawks, the Cavs, the Bucks, and then the Warriors are finally back home on December 12th to play the Wolves and then the Raptors again. So that's interesting. We play the Raptors the only two times we play in the season within uh, a two-week stretch. So that should be interesting. Uh, Steph looks like he might be back as soon as this Raptors game. If not, he'll be back during this road trip. So that's good. And uh, even more exciting, uh, the acquisition we've been waiting for, another, like, just can't believe it happened this last summer. We had to quickly do a pod on it, was uh, DeMarcus Cousins. And the report came out just yesterday that he's going to be coming back. He wants to come back, I heard, before Christmas, but the Warriors are going to try to hold him out till at least Christmas, if not right after. Uh, that'd be cool, though, to show him, see him show up uh, that game, the Christmas Day game against the Lakers. So that'd be cool to see. Uh, I saw, I did see him on the court yesterday, and, you know, he looked good. I know he needs to get up to, to game speed and whatnot, but, I mean, no better team to do that with the Warriors than with the Warriors, you know. We don't, you know, need him out there a whole ton. Just get him out of there a few minutes and slowly, you know, work him back into game shape. But, uh, yeah. So uh, I think that'll just about wrap it up. Did a, you know, a little under half hour pod for you just on my take on the NBA season so far. It's been a lot of fun. So, and I'll continue to keep up with it. Uh, I know we're going to try to get back to normal here with the uh, East Society pod, but uh, we do got a big list of uh, possible side pods and anchors. I'll... Uh, let you know what those are. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how soon we're going to get all these out, but just to give you a taste of what's coming, uh, we still got to do our TV catch-up, uh, collectibles catch-up. I'm just doing this Warriors pod right now. Uh, we want to revisit Jaws. Uh, we're going to do a pod on uh, five pods of choice. I talked about a few of them here, my NBA ones, but I have some other ones. Uh, I want to do a pod on uh, poker, covering rounders, uh, all in, the 30 for 30 pod, and Goodwill Hunting. Uh, we need to revisit Last Jedi, if you've listened to any of our Star Wars coverage. Uh, Enter the Dragon, Top Gun, you know that's Nez's favorite. Uh, our favorite Pacino and De Niro movies. Uh, Nez wants to cover uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I want to do a magic pod on Carbonaro and... All these other uh, magic shows that are out right now. Uh, a list of movie villains. Uh, throwaway background lines. Favorite autobiographical films. And we just recently got requests to do Pitch Perfect and Magic Mike. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do with those, but, uh, you know, we'll try to do what we can. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get the weekly E-Society pod back up. I know I got to cover uh, the most recent thing I saw, uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph, Ralph Wrecks the Internet, the second installment from that series. But yeah, uh, I guess that'll just about do it for now. Um, and we'll be back real soon with a ton of content. So uh, have fun. 
be safe and uh, let's go play some basketball. Have a good one.